Turn with me to Psalm 125. Psalm 125. This is a, uh, another song of degrees. We understand it to be perhaps songs that were sung by the uh, children of Israel on their ascent to Jerusalem. Overall, this psalm is one of confidence on the part of the saints in the Lord God Jehovah, who guards his children, will not let the persecutor or the persecutions forever prevail over his children. He rewards his children with goodness and punishes the wicked while giving his people peace. Uh, verse two, verse, first two verses are going to be a song of confidence followed by a promise in verse 3, a prayer in verse 4, concluding with a warning in verse 5. Yes. Psalm 125. <clears throat> they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Yes. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. Amen. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the law of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. Amen. Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good, and to them that are upright in their hearts. Yes. As for such as turn aside unto their wicked, uh, unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity. But peace shall be upon Israel. Amen. I'm going to go through this verse by verse. Forgive me if my thoughts are elementary, but I love this psalm and the very simple and yet profound promises we find in this psalm for us. Starting in verse 1, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Amen. The emphasis of trust here is strictly in the Lord. For there is none other upon whom we can safely and without any reservation trust. Yes. The result of such trust is becoming like one of the most secure and unmovable objects that an Israelite could imagine, being Mount Zion, yes. which is also known as the mountain of God's holiness, beautiful for situation and the joy of the whole earth. This picture of not being able to be moved but abiding forever is used to describe those that put their trust in the yes. Lord. For those that trust in Jehovah God are safe, secure, and permanently protected from any foe, just as Mount Zion is unmovable and forever abiding. There is no conceivable reason why we should not trust in the Lord, and there is every possible argument for doing so. Yes. Also aided by the sheer weight of evidence from history past that proves this trust is totally as inexcusable, it is inexcusable common sense vindicated by the results. The results of trusting in the Lord prove that we should do it. Yes. You're without excuse. We can be sure that we will never perish in this life or in death, time or eternity, because our trust is in an eternal God Amen. and our safety is equally as eternal. Verse 2, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. Right. If, being un, if being as unmovable as Mount Zion by trusting in the Lord isn't enough for you, this writer, this inspired writer goes on to tell you, consider all of the mountains yes. around Jerusalem and embrace the picture of how well every, di every direction, every aspect of your life is protected by Jehovah God. Right. 
Not only did he make these mountains, he inspired this writer to comfort us by promising us an all-encompassing presence and protection of God that will never end or go away, but will continue from this point on even forevermore. Jerusalem was a holy city where God dwelt and was worshipped by all his saints, and it was set up on a hill encompassed by mountains. We are protected by the Lord, by the Lord like Jerusalem was, and the Lord himself protects us his children from all sides like the mountains were around Jerusalem. Greater safety cannot be imagined, and we are the objects of such powerful and all-encompassing protection from the Lord God Jehovah. Verse 3, For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. The protection described in the previous two verses should not lead us to think that we will never be touched by trials, persecution, or danger. Jerusalem and Mount Zion themselves came under attack several times, consider Sennacherib in the days of Hezekiah. However, the Lord here promises that although we will be persecuted and we will undergo affliction, the rod of the wicked will not be permanently and without remedy laid against us to utterly destroy us. Israel came under the heavy bondage and rod of the Egyptians, yet the Lord delivered them. Amen. The second half of the verse, lest the righteous put forth their hands into iniquity, proves the depravity that we are all prone to at times, in that when the rod of the wicked comes against us, or we face affliction, our tendency is to forget the Lord, and instead of trusting in Him and looking to Him for protection and deliverance, we oftentimes act rashly, hastily, and sinfully. Consider those that are tortured by someone trying to cause this person to say or do something they shouldn't. The pain, the fear, and the torture causes the oppressed to lose their moral duty or sworn allegiance and eventually say or do something that they shouldn't. So it is with us, believers who serve and worship the only living and true God while still clothed in flesh and battling, uh, battling sin. The Lord is merciful and is kind to not let the oppression of the enemy go so far and so long as to cause us to sin and bring shame to his name by sinful actions and betrayal to the God we love. When the trials of this life, which are many, and we are promised that they will come to any that live righteously, when they do come, we must resist with all our might the weakness of our flesh. We should flee to the Lord, who has delivered us before, and pray unceasingly with our hearts fixed upon the Lord God Jehovah, who will do righteously, and he will eventually quell the enemy, set our feet upon a rock, and give us rest. Yes. Verse 4, Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good, yes. and to them that are upright in their hearts. For us to do good, we must be good in our hearts. We have no goodness of our own, though. It is all of the goodness of a perfectly holy God that we have any goodness within these sinful frames. If we trust in the Lord, as verse 1 describes, then we are good, for it is the evidence of something much higher than ourselves that has filled our hearts and minds to do and be the opposite of this world. This world is only wickedness exceedingly. But the Lord will do good unto us because he has empowered us by his Holy Spirit, given us a new nature, regenerated us, and put within us things that are good, holy, righteous, and pure. We pray for the Lord to do good to his children all of the time. We are compelled to ask for more goodness to those who do good. 
or who have been given a new nature, especially when we see and we experience the wickedness of the world around us and our own corrupting bodies. Verse 5. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity, but peace shall be upon Israel. Amen. In direct opposition to those that... to those that receive the protection and deliverance of the Lord, those that turn aside from the straight and narrow way will be led forth to judgment, whether in this life, but certainly the next. Notice it specifies those that turn aside. These could be apostates or any such that have, may have once claimed the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, but turned away to one, to one extent or another, to, any, to one degree or another. They once claimed to serve God, but were not true worshipers. The Old and New Testaments have numerous examples of such people, of those who deviated to varying degrees away from the specified and settled commandments and directions of Jehovah God. Yes. Without godly repentance and zealous change, such men are proved and described in 2 Timothy 3, as those that have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. And we are to turn away from such. Indeed, the Lord himself will turn all such men into eternal judgment one day soon when the, cha- when the wheat and the chaff are separated. Our calling and elect- election is proved by observing and wholeheartedly following the tr- yes. commandments of God without any compromise or turning to the left or to the right away from the word of truth. But peace shall be upon Israel. The psalm concludes with the promise of peace to those that trust in the Lord, those that do not turn aside to their own crooked ways. The judgment of the wicked brings peace in our own lives by the very fact that the volume of the persecutors is lessened and that the promises we claim for our own in Scripture become reality as the Lord moves on our behalf. Remember verse 1, trusting in the Lord, and see the the result of such trust is peace in our own lives, even in the midst of the most difficult circumstances. This is Psalm 125. When we trust in the Lord, we are as safe and secure as Mount Zion, and the Lord's protection is all around us permanently and eternally. The Lord will not allow the trials of this life to be forever, and He is merciful and will not let us sin against Him by overly long and extended periods of affliction. We can pray for the Lord to do good unto us, because we are good and upright in our hearts through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Unlike those that have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof and turn aside to their own crooked ways, we can and do have peace in our own lives. May the Lord be praised. Amen.